On today's show, sales of new cars in the American market are headed for a sharp rebound. VW decides to let Americans name its next SUV, and why Fiat decided not to buy Chrysler back in 1991. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for July 25th of 2016. Remember that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me? Well, maybe names can hurt you if you're a car company. Volkswagen is a powerhouse all over the world, except in the United States. Could part of the problem be the names of its cars? After all, Passat, Touareg, and Tiguan don't exactly trip off your tongue like Mustang, Corvette, and Charger. So for the first time ever, VW is going to let its U.S. marketing team pick the name for its new SUV. Volkswagen's other SUVs have names that begin with the letter T, but Automotive News reports that the new name will almost certainly start with some other letter. Last month's sales in the U.S. market was something of a scare. The SAR dropped below 17 million vehicles, but Ward's Auto says this July SAR will rebound to 17.6 million. However, passenger car sales are struggling, so the daily sales rate will be slightly below last month and July of 2015. The shift to trucks continues. One year ago, passenger cars accounted for 43% of sales. This July, that number is expected to drop to 39%. People increasingly want their cars connected to all the other things they do. That's why over the past year, a number of automakers have added Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. But now Ford is the first full-line manufacturer to make them available on its entire 2017 lineup of cars, trucks, and vans. Ford will do this through its Sync 3 platform. Ford has also been teasing, nay I say torturing us, throughout the year with facts and figures for its all-new aluminum-bodied F-150 Raptor. But despite a host of new features, including a twin-turbo V6, the price is right on par with the previous model. Including destination, the Raptor Super Cab comes in a shade over $49,500, while the Super Crew starts at just over $52,500. And that's really not that bad of a price, considering the kind of capability this truck offers. And it's actually less than what a Platinum F-150 starts at. And still to come, looks like FCA got caught with its hand in the cookie jar. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. FCA brags that it increased sales in the U.S. for 75 consecutive months. But now it looks like the company may have lied about some of those numbers. Automotive News reports that last year up to 6,000 vehicles were reported as sold, when in fact, they were not. An internal review supposedly put a stop to that practice last year, but now it looks like FCA is back to its old shenanigans. And that prompted the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Department of Justice to launch investigations. Like most automakers, FCA puts enormous pressure on its regional sales staffs to hit specific sales targets. And that kind of pressure can lead to, let's call it, creative ways to hit those targets. Well, here's a blast from the past. 
the Smart 4.2 Coupe now comes standard with a fabric-covered hardtop roof. It's available as an option for the Brabus in Brabus-exclusive trims. I've always heard that designers hated this look, but for a quirky little car like the 4.2, it kind of works. Comic-Con in San Diego, California has grown to be this mythical event that includes people dressed up in amazing costumes, live stream events, late night talk shows, and now even Honda. The automaker teamed up with Sega to help celebrate Sonic the Hedgehog's 25th anniversary with a custom Civic. For those of you that remember the game, you may have been just as shocked as I was to learn that the game is 25. Boy, how time flies. Anyway, the custom car features unique wheels, Sonic graphics down the side and on the hood, red, white, and blue seats with Sonic 25th Anniversary logos, and a thumping sound system with a 32-inch TV. To play Sonic, of course. Even though Fiat took over Chrysler seven years ago, 25 years ago, it had a chance to buy Chrysler and turned it down cold. Why? Well, that's coming up next. At Bridgestone, our engineers want to help make sure you're not stuck on the side of the road. Our revolutionary drive guard tires are engineered to take a puncture and drive up to 50 miles. Ready to go. Watch the Olympic Archer demo at BridgestoneTire.com. Did you know that Chrysler tried to sell itself to Fiat 25 years ago? On last week's Autoline After Hours, we were joined by Steve Miller, who was the CFO at Chrysler at the time. Steve was in charge of that deal, and in the following clip, he tells the story of why it fell through. So then one day, the patriarch of Fiat came to New York and met with uh, me and Iacocca. And You're talking about Johnny Agnelli? Johnny Agnelli. Uh, and said, uh, this all looks good, but uh, I can't proceed because this, the social liabilities, meaning the pensions and health care and all of that, at, at Chrysler. At Chrysler are so frightening it could take not only Chrysler down, but Fiat down with it. And I cannot expose Fiat to, to that financial risk. And this was a deal, mind you, where we were going to sell Chrysler to Fiat for $2 billion at a time when we had $2 billion of cash on the balance sheet. So it would be free. So it would be free if he would accept the liability. taking it off your hands, basically. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and he wouldn't do it. You know, five years later, Daimler comes along and spends $35 billion for the same property. And then they uh, realize, oh, my God, uh, there are some liabilities here. So it turns out he was right. <laughs> turns out John, John Agnelli was totally right. And then the ultimate story is... <laughs> Life goes on. Chrysler goes through the uh, what some would call the cleansing act of a bankruptcy, and uh, Chrysler's uh, or Fiat is there to then acquire the company, uh, you know, without that huge liability load. And they're a very successful combination today. Uh, you know, headquartered in London. Way to go! This is the kind of insight into the automotive industry that you're not going to find anywhere else. And you can watch that entire show right now on our website or you can find it on our YouTube channel. That wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching, and please join us again here tomorrow.